0: and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve.
1: Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thank you for being here with us today. We appreciate how much time we know that you spend with us, that you spend on you is what's important. You spend the time to nourish, to enrich, to increase yourself, so that you can be the best version of you. That's freaking awesome. And I really respect and admire the fact that you take the time to invest in you. And thank you for being here with us today. Today, we have some more breakthrough. We have it queued up ready for you. I've got a couple of amazing best-selling authors that are going to help you go from where you are right now make that needle point shift and really be able to break through to the things that you want to do in life often we end up tangled up in vines in weeds of things that are not of our own making we find ourselves unable to be the unstoppable amazing person that we are especially in our business because all of this stuff from our past keeps coming in. It keeps jumping up on us. You know how? I've, you, you know what I mean. I know you understand what I'm talking about. And it just gets all up in us, I don't know how else to say it, and really starts creating havoc everywhere in our life. Um, it shows up in our business. We have this amazing potential with our business. And then rather than it, uh, you know, coming through the way that we want it to, we end up in a position where it really, uh, you know, it really does create problems for us. It creates a situation where we have a limit. That's the best way of putting it. It's beyond a limiting belief. It's actually a limit that we can't break through. It's like our own personally assigned glass ceiling to our life, to our business, to our ability to prosper. All abundance is ours. All possibilities and potential are there for each one of us. But then we bring our stuff. (laughs) Yeah, we bring our stuff into everything we do. So, you know, we bring it into our business. We bring it into our relationship. A relationship is a perfect example of this. Think about it, okay? Um, You meet this amazing person. I'm not just talking about you're casually dating for sport, but you're really serious about meeting that person to fulfill your life. And you meet this amazing person, and uh, things are perfect, you know? You tell all your friends that this is the person you're going to marry, and they're so amazing, and they have no flaws and no faults. Remember that part of your relationship? (laughs) We've all been there. And then you get to the place where you join your lives together. You get married. um, And you begin to start having a family. And then all this stuff that you're tangled up in, it gets in the way, right? You start uh, blaming each other for things that aren't necessarily the other person's issue. It's really your stuff coming into the relationship and gumming up the works. I don't know how else to say Um, that. It's sad, but it's very true. That is very often the place that we find ourselves. And, um, you know, it is what it is. I don't mean any form of judgment in that. It's just part of the human experience. And so what we have to do is deal with those things in our life. We work on being the best version of ourselves. Now, we never get to the place where we're perfect, so just throw that one out. But when we get to the place where we're bringing the best version of who I am right now today to the relationship, and we're in a relationship with somebody who is doing the same thing, they are with everything in them bringing the best version of themselves to the relationship that is a successful relationship um, and then the same thing happens in business so we start a business it's exciting people want it we're getting sales we're making money and then those old entanglements come back they start grabbing a hold of us and pulling us back down to the place that we were before we started the business and so then instead of the business continuing to grow it levels off or maybe even starts decreasing Have you ever seen any of the shows on tv where they're uh you know where there's a business coach coming in and helping a person often that's the case you know they had growth year one two three four five and then year six they kind of turned a corner and they've been declining since um and that's you know a lot of times what happens and it's just our stuff that gets in the way but you need to understand before you even take on the process of untangling you have to understand the within you is an unstoppable force there is the not just desire but the ability to succeed exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even think. So why don't we see that level? It's because of our stuff. It's because just like you can be in a dense part of a forest um, and up high enough that you can see that it's not that far to the end of that forest, but the place that you're in, you need to get out the machete and chop your way through the rest of that forest to that place where it's easier to walk. Now again, like he said, we never reach perfection, so there'll be uh, more things, but as we begin to address that stuff in our life, we untangle ourselves, we chop our way out, we can then live in the place of our unstoppable nature. We can allow it to shine, to thrive within us, and we can, from that, have something and this is my favorite part something amazing happen we can do our part to help change the world think about that for a minute change the world you've got that within you you are a world changer you are unstoppable and you now have the ability to take all the chains that so easily bind us and to be able to run full out, unstoppable, full tilt. You ever seen a little kid run? It's fun to watch them because they may not be the most talented runners. It's not like they're going to join the Olympics, but they just run with a total abandon. They run until they run into walls. You know (laughs) they'll be running across the gymnasium and they're going far too fast to be able to stop at the end. Or they even don't even think about the fact that they need to stop. And next thing you know, boom, they've hit the side of the wall in the gymnasium. Um, you know, and I, I don't I'm not making fun of them, but it is so cute to watch because they just do things full out. Nobody, um, no child has entanglements that stop them it's life that puts that on there and we all want to get back to the place where our unstoppable nature meets our untangled self where we step away from the things of our past forgive and release and blow out like a rocket exploding out into space into that amazing next, that future that is there for you so that you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. Don't go away. We'll be right back. youthrive.com. Check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: What are the things in life that have you tangled up? What are the kind of things that you feel so caught in that you don't feel like you can hack your way out of them. Well, the good news is, is that there is definitely a way to get untangled. And no matter how bad it may feel, that there is a way out. And I'm so excited to bring to you today's best-selling author. Her name is Victoria Stubbs. Her book, Untangled, A Black Woman's Journey to Personal, Spiritual, and Sexual Freedom, bestselling on book on Amazon. And we're excited to have her here today and talk about her book. Hi, Victoria. How are you today? I'm excited to be on. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about you and where, uh, you know, the background of the book. Right. Well, um, I'm a
2: professor of social work um, currently and a therapist, um, social worker um, by training. Um, And I've been, I went into doing... The work of therapy, um, in part because of my story, um, when I was going through my process, um, when I was married, um, it was just really hard for me to find someone who looked like me, someone who really understood what I was going through, um, and it was always in in informal settings. Um, and so, just sort of as I was going through that, I felt like. They're just sort of. I just sort of want to contribute my voice and my perspective to, um, to the world in the sense that I feel like a lot of times, particularly as Black women, we don't share our stories and we don't share um, our perspectives, and so um, our voices get lost in the shuffle, um, or just aren't there at all. Um, And it's hard sometimes for us, particularly when we're dealing with sexual identity and things that are often seen as taboo, that we just keep it to ourselves, or things like trauma, or or generational trauma. Um, And all of that played a big part in who I am, and what I had to untangle myself from. And I just wanted to um, provide my story so that other folks knew that they weren't alone in their thoughts, their feelings, um, their struggles. Um, and oftentimes I just got asked questions about sort of how I got to where I am. Um, and so I decided to put it in a book.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure it wasn't an easy journey. You know, we, we talk about it now and the book's all out and all of that. But I know that all that you've gone through has been, uh, has been really tough. What? what would you say is the greatest revelation that you came to that helped you really begin to untangle yourself? Oh, wow.
2: Um, the greatest revelation, honestly, I think the greatest revelation, um, was that when, and I I talk about this in the book, when I went to see a therapist and I went to talk about myself and You know, of course, when you go into therapy, if anyone has gone to therapy, you end up talking about your childhood. And so in talking about my childhood and sort of talking about my mom's life, the revelation was really more of like there were times that I knew as a child that like this things just didn't feel the way I thought they were supposed to feel. I wasn't getting the kind of responses. And I just sort of always had a question mark over Situations, et cetera. And so the biggest revelation was really that my mom's history of trauma had an indirect impact on me because she was raising me through her experience, if you will, um, and protecting me from things in life that she had experienced, but as a result was stifling my progress and my development. And that was my biggest revelation was that like a lot of the things that I was experiencing and feeling, though they were mine, they, they weren't really mine.
1: Do you know what I mean? I do. And that's really deep because I think a lot of times we don't understand the stuff that our parents have gone through. Right. Um, you know, we just look at it and go, and then there was this thing that happened in my past and my mom right. should have known better. <laughs>
2: That's right. And I was talking oftentimes in therapy very sort of matter of factly, um, you know, about things that I had experienced. And it wasn't really until I was sort of forced to sit with the feelings that accompanied those thoughts um, and sort of going back to connecting the dots and really understanding that, like the things that I was experiencing weren't necessarily typical that like that that had an impact on me. And I hadn't allowed myself to feel the impact. I just experienced it, but I didn't feel it. And that that really started the, the process.
1: Now, that's a really tough one because I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, you really got to give yourself time to feel and deal with it. Um, can you give us some secrets? How, how do you really let yourself feel something like that?
2: Yeah, yeah that's a good question um it's funny because it was sort of a two part process and that i I got it intellectually um and even when I had my moment with my mom again that I talk about in the book where we had our sort of breakthrough moment, and I asked her you know what what happened to you right like what was going on in your life and so intellectually, I understood it, but then it like it literally took like 48 hours for it to sink into my body, um, and I really had to surrender. Um, and I know that may sound really sort of woo woo, but you have to surrender to it. Like I had I I was in a position at the time where my 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 thoughts and the cerebral parts, the intellect, just I didn't allow it to get in the way. Like I I finally heard and received my mom in a way that i hadn't before and i just i just surrendered to what i was feeling even if i couldn't explain it i just surrendered to it and a lot of times we don't surrender to it because we think that the feelings aren't going to go away ever in life They're like if i'm sad now if i'm crying now i'm going to cry for the rest of my life i'm going to be sad for the rest of my life and that's not the case because feelings aren't meant to be stagnant they're meant to be dynamic they're meant to you know give us a message and then move through so we can experience something different. And so when, when, when we surrender to what we're feeling at the time, we allow that feeling to tell us, move through, and then we can figure out from there what we need to do with it.
1: That is so powerful because I don't know how many times I've heard people use the, I can't let it go because I don't have time. And if I ever start, I'll never stop. That's right. That's right. That's right.
2: And when you when you hear it back it sort of almost sounds comical sort of like how even how you chuckled like it sounds comical that like do we like even when ha- good things happen to us we often aren't happy all the time, right? We have ups and downs even just throughout the day, right? And so we know that we're not going to stay in that place forever, but we just feel like if we go to those dark places that it's going to be so dark and it's going to be so hard that we're not gonna be able to get out. Um, and that's generally not the case. However, coupled with that is that we also don't wanna do it alone, right? And so we usually feel like, I don't wanna have to carry that burden by myself, but I may be too ashamed or embarrassed to tell anybody that this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm going through. Or maybe I was taught not to share, you know, not to air our dirty laundry, et cetera which is the other reason why I wrote the book was that this is not about dirty laundry. This is, just about my life. Right. And so this is just about, this is, this is what I went through. This is what was going on for me. And so being able to talk about it in that way and being able to talk to safe people helps us to not feel like we're carrying it by
1: ourselves. It's interesting how everybody feels like they're totally alone. Right. Standing in a crowd of people. Who also feel like they're totally alone? That's right.
2: That's right. That is right because when I was when I was going through and you know my journey, and again like I talk about in the book, I was used to spending time by myself. I was used to being in my head. I was used, to, even though I had friends, I was social, all that, but I kept a lot of things to myself because I wasn't, you know, trained, if you will to just be open and sharing about private issues, private matters. So I often felt like you're exactly right. Like I'm the only one that's dealing with this. Like no one would understand me. Like people would probably think I was crazy if I shared, you know, the thoughts that I have, et cetera. And then once I actually started sharing and looking, I was like, there's a bunch of people, including some of my friends, even, you know, share you know, intimate things with me that I was just like, they too felt like the same way. Like I'm the only one who must feel this way or think this, etc. And so we just keep it inside.
1: So how do you identify, because you used really good words, you said safe places, safe people. How yeah. do you identify the kind of people that you can talk to yeah. versus people that are just going to make it worse? Right, right
2: yeah and that's sometimes sometimes that can be tricky because sometimes you don't always necessarily know um, and so it, sometimes it may be obvious where if you have you know deep relationships like for example for me like I had deep deep friendships and I felt even though I was nervous and scared, I felt comfortable enough with them to dip my toe in and say, hey, here's what I'm going through. And so sometimes you just have to trust that the people that you feel closest to, um, and sort of, you know, give maybe give a little bit to sort of, and then be discerning to sort of see how they receive that. Um, And so you do have to sort of feel it out a little bit because you can sometimes share with someone and it not be safe. And it's usually not safe because it's their stuff, right? It's the other person who can't handle what you're sharing because of their own shame or embarrassment or phobias, etc. So it, it can be a little bit tricky. Um, but usually, a if you and you can always go and you can always go to a therapist um, and you know find a therapist who you can build a relationship with. But yeah, it's really just about relationship and being discerning because you you generally know like you usually have a sense and that's part of the trust that you have to we have to develop in ourselves too of like paying attention to like this i know this person this person feels safe to me right this person feels like someone that i can talk to and share with and like you said you like i said you may not want to start with everything right but you may just want to dip your toe in and sort of see how you're received and then pay attention to how that feels and how that person is responding to you.
1: Yeah. I think that's real key to a lot of times when a person does finally share, they unload everything on some individual. That's
2: right. And it's too much. It's too much. So you do have to be, be discerning and, you know, use judgment and have good boundaries um, as far as like, let me just, give a little bit or sort of, you know, ask some questions to sort of see, you know, if this person is open to to receiving me in that way. Um, But like I said, I had close friends and and dear friends that I already had intimate relationships with. So like I said, I was still scared, but I felt like I have to just step out and
1: try. If you knew sooner what you know now, what um, what would you do differently? What advice would you give to yourself? Ooh, um,
2: <sighs> if I knew sooner what I know now, I would tell I would tell myself to lean into the fear earlier. To to lean into the fear because I think that when the longer you you sit with fear in fear and allow it to be fear, um, the harder it is because it's like it's like you're going down this dark tunnel and it's like you just feel like it keeps getting darker and darker. But like if you lean into like you know what it's dark in here, but like I'm going to embrace this and I'm going to step into it, you know, find the tools to walk through this. It's a different kind of experience as opposed to letting fear and letting the darkness sort of, like, take over. And so I definitely think I would tell myself to, to lean in more.
1: And I think it's important to note that you've said several times as we've been talking that there is a place where you just need to find somebody that's professional that really does know how to help a person. Because Some things are too extreme to just ask your best friend to help you work through.
2: Absolutely. 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 Because your, your friends aren't your therapists. <laughs> they're there to, you know, provide support. You know, like I call my my close friends. They're my village. Right. So they're there to hold me accountable and to tell me sometimes when like, you know what, this is this is bigger than us. You, you might need to go talk to somebody else who can help you process this. Um, so absolutely. Like when you really need to do the deep work that's really when you need to see a professional. Your friends are there to help you along the way, to wipe your tears, to pour you a cocktail, to do all that kind of stuff. But the deep, deep work is really, yeah, you want to see a professional.
1: And really, there's probably different professionals because I know, I mean, I was just looking at the title of your book here, and you're talking about personal, spiritual, and sexual freedom you very well just in those three things may need to actually go see three different people because, you know, a really great therapist may not be able to help you get right spiritually at all.
2: You're absolutely right. And I've seen multiple therapists along the way, one of which was um, a much more spirit. I've seen a couple that had a much more spiritual perspective. Um, And one was even a Christian therapist that was part of her um, work And as I was, you know, I wanted that perspective because of what I was grappling with and what I was dealing with and how I wanted to understand things. Um, I've seen therapists who had a particular um, perspective around sex, who are sex therapists and who work specifically with couples and who understood um, sexuality more specifically. Um, So you're absolutely right. And it's really about the relationship and where you are in the process that you know, sort of when you gone gone as far as you can with a certain therapist. And it may be time to shift to someone else who can provide a certain type of focus or modality or even just an energy. So you're, you're absolutely right.
1: So the book is just chucked full of great tips, things that people can actually take action on. And so now comes the time for my most unfair question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Out of all the things that you suggest to people, I'd like for you to pick just one of them um, and give people a tip that they could take action on right now today.
2: Mm. Um wow. I think I guess I have a two-part, that is an unfair question. I think I have a two-part answer. Because yeah, <laughs> I think this though this book is really speaking to sexual identity. Um so, so there's that piece, right? And so I think I know that there are a lot of women who um, struggle with that and sort of what to do, um, whether they should stay in relationships, whether they should leave relationships, how they should be, et cetera. And so I think my, my biggest piece, if I'm speaking directly to them, is to know that you have options, because I think that a lot of times we... And I I know this to be true for myself. I know this to be true for the clients that I've worked with and just the women that I've encountered along the way, that when you don't know that you have options, you feel stuck and you feel like, okay, well, I guess I just have to put that part of me aside, right? And sort of not be my full self. And so to know that there are options, there are ways to configure relationships. There are ways to figure out how to be um, in whatever way you want to be whether that's in your relationship single etc um so there are options that would be the first piece because that's really what the telling of my story was really about me figuring out that there were options that that like okay I as as a human as a woman as an adult that like I can I don't have to define my life based upon how my mom lived her life or didn't live her life. Right. And so we oftentimes get stuck in living our life based upon how we saw other people live. And it just may not fit for us. So that would be, I think, I think actually, as I'm saying, that would be the the major takeaway um, is to know that when you, when you're getting untangled, that it's about figuring yourself out and figuring out what works best for you, whether that's your sexual identity um, whether that's your job, whether that's where you're going to live, whether that's your career, you know, it's it's how you're going to whatever, how you're going to identify. It's really about figuring out what what works for you, what who you are innately, right? And so, oftentimes, that gets drowned out by the trauma, that gets drowned out by the stories that we tell ourselves, the story that other people tell us. It gets drowned out by all of that stuff. So, when we can step back and really sort of sit in our own truth then we can start to see the options that we have for our life.
1: I love it. The book is called Untangled, A Black Woman's Journey to Personal, Spiritual, and Sexual Freedom by Victoria D. Stubbs. Victoria, thank you so much for spending time with us today. If people want to go deeper with you, besides, of course, getting the book, what uh, what else could they do to contact you?
2: Yeah, they could contact me. Um, my email address is swktherapy at gmail.com um, and on Instagram um, as the foodie therapist, um, and on Facebook, um, Victoria D. Stubbs.
1: Perfect. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today, Victoria. Thank you so much, Steve. Now is your time to get untangled, to remove from yourself The things that have held you back that are holding you down and really be able to run your race. I hope you will be able to do that because what I want for you more than anything else is to live as a thriving entrepreneur. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this what would being a best selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelp.com. YouThrive.com. Check us out and find out
0: how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve.
1: Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. What does the word unstoppable mean to you? I mean, really... Do we stop when we should keep going? Is there some ways to really build an unstoppable business? Well, I think there is. And I'm so excited to be able to bring to you best selling author Bridget Irby with her book, Unleash Your Unstoppable Business The 10 Commandments for Entrepreneurs Who Want to Rapidly Build an Unstoppable Business. Hi, Bridget. How are you today? I am fantastic. Steve, how are you? I'm doing good, thanks. So tell us, what had you come up with the Ten Commandments for an Unstoppable Business?
3: So the Ten Commandments for an Unstoppable Business has actually been the culmination of over a decade. In sales and marketing, I actually worked as a corporate scaler for almost seven years. And it was my job, my responsibility to go in and take companies that were failing, that were losing money year after year after year, and make them financially viable. And I noticed throughout the years that there was this pattern. There were these certain set of principles that, as long as I applied these principles to every business, then we would scale rapidly rapidly. And last year, I decided that I should share these principles with the world. And that's where the book came from.
1: Well, I'm glad you did. I mean, (laughs) there are so many companies out there that need it. And now we can help a whole bunch of people as opposed to just the one person, you know, the one company at a time that you were helping. Absolutely. So um, tell us a little bit about your background. You said you came from a corporate world. How did all of that come together for you? It was
3: a lovely accident. (laughs) I have always been a people person. I've always really loved people and I've always been a problem solver. And I actually had graduated as a nurse. I was working um, at the bedside. And I got an opportunity to go into the more administrative side. And I was functioning as a clinical liaison for a company, which basically means that I would go out and I would talk to physicians and patients about where they should go once they were discharged from the hospital. And I stepped into this marketing role. This was back in 2006. I stepped into this marketing role knowing absolutely nothing absolutely nothing about marketing. And the very first year I ended up leading a team of five people and generating over $6.5 million in revenue just because I love people and I love to solve problems. And I really think that that's all that it takes to build that successful business that you want.
1: So what is, um, Of course, obviously, the person has to read the whole book in order to get all 10 of them. Right. But what is kind of the foundational key that a person really needs to embrace in order to really build, rapidly build an unstoppable business rather than one that is losing money?
3: I think that so many times when we have a business that is losing money, there's really, there's two things um, that are the biggest. Factors and one is that complete and total commitment. Obviously, it's different depending on how big your business is. You know, if you're dealing with a lot of employees versus if you are a solopreneur, it's much easier to manage if you're a solopreneur versus if you're managing a team. But being able to have a group of people who are really committed to the success and who believe in the success is going to dictate whether you succeed or fail. If you have someone on your team that doesn't, is not going all in, they are just an anchor, right? They're going to hold you back and hold you back and hold you back. So being able to commit and to go all in and, and know I'm going to make this work regardless of what happens, or regardless of what things look like right now, I'm gonna to continue to behave in a way that tells myself and the world that this business is going to be successful and we're gonna turn it around. There there's so much power in that belief. When you have that belief in yourself, you project that to the world because if you don't believe it and your employees don't believe it, no one else is going to believe it either. And then the second thing I would say is to get really, really clear on what your goals are and what your opportunities are. A lot of the companies that I've worked with know that they want to increase their revenue, but what does that mean? You know, how much do you want to increase your revenue? And what would that look like? So being ultra specific with your goals and knowing exactly where you want to go both 30 days from now, 90 days from now, and a year from now will allow you to see that clear plan of how you can get there and then implement that plan and get the feedback that you need so that you know if your plan is working. So that, that would be the two things that really are the foundation, absolutely critical.
1: You said a couple of really powerful things there um, that I'd like to kind of tag back to. The number one thing that came to my mind was you were talking about people that are an anchor in your business. Um, And that's so tough because if you're a small business, a small team, you have a small crew, um, you know, you get pretty personal with the person. So how do you... Uh, you know, how do you, quicker, sooner, faster, identify that that person isn't rowing the oar like everybody else is and really get rid of them when you really like them and they're close to you?
3: That is an awesome question. I think that's something that we all deal with. I will tell you my motto is slow to hire, quick to fire. And everybody who comes into my team knows what the expectation is and they know how hard and how fast we play. And I make sure that they know that going in and so that there are no surprises right in the future. So much of the, the success or failure of your team comes from the top and it comes from the expectation that is set immediately as people come on board. So if I am moving at a certain rate, if I am moving at a certain speed, someone is going to know within their 90-day probationary period if they're gonna be able to keep up with me. And if they cannot keep up with me and my team, they're not gonna be a good fit. So I let everyone know going in, I'm slow to hire and quick to fire. And that ultimately our clients and our customers are are my number one concern and they're our number one concern as a team. And we protect each other, obviously. I want my employees to have a good working environment. And in order to do that, we have to make our clients and our customers number one. So I think setting that expectation and then holding people accountable to that expectation and never wavering from it if you if you have certain deadlines for things certain expectations certain behaviors you want in your office whatever it is you have to hold people accountable and as the leader if you allow it things to deviate to go down another road then you've set that expectation because ultimately you teach people how to treat you you teach them how to behave around you you teach them how to behave in your business so i think setting those expectations early on in the beginning and then holding people accountable to those as as we go throughout as they journey on through your company our 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 employees are able to move up very rapidly because we are a rapidly growing business and they know that so they know that there's a ton of opportunity there and the right people are going to see that opportunity and they're going to hang tight to it and the other people honestly a lot of times they take care of themselves. They end up quitting because they'll come into work every day and they'll feel inadequate. And so ultimately they'll end up leaving on their own. And if they don't, they know what's going to happen.
1: So the 10 principles, the 10 commandments, not just principles, but commandments. I love that word. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The 10 commandments, um, are they universal? I mean, like no matter what your business is, you can, you can do them.
3: Absolutely. They're absolutely universal. Absolutely.
1: Okay, so what do you say then to the person who says, yes, but <laughs> you don't understand my business? These 10 commandments won't work for me because I have something unique and special. What would you say to them?
3: I would say that they have missed out. <laughs> on on the foundation that you commit and you go all in on your business and that they're for lack of a better way of saying it full of excuses and as long as they are full of excuses their business isn't going to be where they want it to be so the the way that these commandments are are just the foundation of business development and marketing so Obviously, there are going to be other things that are going to be different for you know e-commerce if you're looking to, you know, scale products or whatever. These are general overall behavior roles for a leader in a business. And they're gonna work for everyone. And if someone says, Oh, well, my business is different, I'm willing to bet that they've said, Oh, well, my business is different on every other revenue producing profit generating activity that has come their way. And that's what's holding them back, is their own their own thought
1: process. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I like it. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's talk about the word rapidly. Um, There has to be a key to rapidly building rather than just building. So what's the secret to that?
3: The secret is the individual. It is going all in and it's really learning how to get out of your own way. You know, just like the example that you gave of someone who says, oh, well, my business is different. That's someone who is absolutely entirely all in their own way. And I'll give you an example. I had a phone call. um, This was last week with someone who was really at the point where they were just fed up in their business. They were not making the money that they wanted to make. And they were really, really ready to make this change. And I had a 45 minute phone call with this person. And then two weeks later, got a message from them. This was happened yesterday that I got a message from them and they told me that they had generated more revenue and since our phone call than they had in the last four months combined. So the information and how to, how to grow your business and how to be successful is all around us but you're not going to be able to receive it. You're not going to be able to take it and implement it into your business until you're ready. And so much of of what this book is about is about preparing and getting yourself ready so that you can really implement the strategy and the tactics that are going to grow your business. There's, there's a foundational principle. um, There are a set of foundational principles that if you understand that and you begin to behave in that way, then you can identify the right strategy for growth in your business. You can identify the right tactics for growth in your business. But until you do that, it doesn't matter what you want to do. If you want to use webinars to grow your business, if you want to use Facebook ads, if you want to do any other form of digital media, if you want to do speak to sell, if you want to do networking, whatever it is, if you want to do that, that's great. But until you understand this, these foundational principles, none of that is going to work. Absolutely none of that.
1: So let's give them just a little taste. Um, This is always such an unfair question because it makes you have to pick a favorite. But (laughs) um, of the Ten Commandments, uh, give us an idea what one of them is and how that would work for us.
3: Oh, so my favorite, my absolute favorite is commandment number eight. And that is choosing the right strategy for your business and I've seen this again and again. We worked with a lot of different businesses. So we worked with solopreneurs and we worked up to these multi-million dollar corporations and we've done a lot of different things. And the thing that I've seen again and again is that people want this out of the box, simple solution. And there are tons of people um, of these so-called experts that are more than willing to sell you an out of the box solution. You know, if you want to pay to learn how to run Facebook ads. um, there's a course for that, right? If you want to learn how to run webinars, there's a course for that. There, there are all of these teachings and trainings for a lot of different types of people. But ultimately what happens when you don't understand these foundational principles and when you don't understand your business and your, your clients and where you want your business to grow, when you haven't laid this foundation, and you just see an ad or you just, you know, basically take a shot in the dark and say, yes, I'm going to try this and it doesn't work, then you think that you're a failure, right? You think that there's something wrong with your business, but it ultimately there, there's nothing wrong with your business. You just tried the wrong strategy because every business needs their own customized strategy to grow because you have your own unique set of problems. You have your own unique set of gifts. You have your own unique set of clients and you need something that's custom to fit your needs and to help you to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. And I'll give you an example. I had a client about six months ago that on her second call with me, on her second call with me was in complete and total tears, absolute tears, sobbing her eyes out. She has a very, very significant web design agency that is world renowned, but their leads had dried up and and she had gone from having a very, very consistent and significant income to all of a sudden not because she only had this one source of leads, this one source of revenue coming into her, her business, which had done well for years. But when it dried up, she didn't have anything else to back it up and she didn't know how to market so she had actually invested over $60,000 in different strategies so she um, had done some SEO she had done webinars she had done a several different things and none of it worked and on this call with me she was just crying her eyes out and I, I of course I'm like what's wrong <laughs> Is everything okay And she said, no, you don't understand. She said, Bridget, I felt like there was something wrong with me, that I was a failure and that my business was completely going to go under. And I felt that way for months. And I've just felt like I've wasted all this time and all this money. And in this short amount of time, you've shown me that it's not my fault. And you've given me a way, you've given me a way out. You've you've helped me to identify the plan that's going to work for me. And what ended up happening is a week after that, she closed her first $10,000 deal on her new source of leads. So that would be my favorite <laughs> strategy is, or my favorite commandment is really choosing that right strategy. Because if you do anything else, then you can end up feeling like you're the problem. I think that's where a lot of people end up. They feel like if they're the problem, they're what's wrong with their business. When ultimately there's a much easier way and a much better way that they can grow and scale their business in the way that they want to
1: well if after hearing that a person doesn't want to read the book as well as work with you they don't want to build a business let's just put it that way (laughs) absolutely the book available on amazon bestseller unleash your unstoppable business the ten commandments for entrepreneurs who want to rapidly build an unstoppable business written by Bridget Irby. Bridget, uh, tell us what else, how else can we get in contact with you besides getting the book?
3: You can come to my website at bridgetirby.com and connect with me there.
1: So at B R I D G E T I R B Y.com. Absolutely. Um, and connect with Bridget, get her book from Amazon, and begin to Uh, use put into practice the ten commandments that are in this book unleash your unstoppable business bridget thank you so much for spending some time with us on the show here today thanks steve you are unstoppable now go live that way go spend your time invest your life in living untangled and in the unstoppable nature Of you thrive in all that you do Kathy and I are here to help you thrive we love helping you be the best version of yourself so that you can show up in the world as a thriving entrepreneur you've heard Kathy and I talk about it you've seen the workshops you have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author and now it's your turn Let me ask you this, what would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time, because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you, it's not for your ego, it is because... It serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com. Check us out and find out how you can be a
0: best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Thanks for listening today to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for joining in with us as we help you move from the possible entanglements that are holding you back to living in your unstoppable nature. There's a reason why it's so important for you to throw off all of those shackles and to live truly unstoppable. And here's why. because You are the only you that this world is ever going to get. People's DNA are individual and unique to the point where we can distinguish between one person and another definitively. Scientifically, we can prove through DNA, this is person A, not person B. This is person A, not somebody from 200 years ago. You are unique. You are the only you that ever has existed or ever will exist. And we all of us have the ability and the opportunity to live as our best self and to make the difference that only we can make in the world. That's both awesome and awe-inspiring at the same time. And I don't want to put pressure onto you. I know life can come at you and you can feel like just a whole bunch of things are just attacking you. And I don't want to be that. But I do want to be the person in your life that says to you, you can do it. You have the capability. You are amazing. And now is your time to go out, to shine, to thrive, to get it done, to make the world a better place because you're in it. And that's really what I'd love to see happen for you today is is that you will begin to look at your own life and be like, I'm kind of tangled up in some of these things. And here are the entanglements that I'm going to begin to get rid of it's a process it's okay don't judge yourself because you now have discovered that you just simply give yourself grace and permission to be untangled to begin to the the process of untangling and allow yourself release yourself into the unstoppable nature that is you If you can do that, if you will, please, please do that. I would appreciate it, and it'll make your world, as well as all of the rest of the world, a better place. Because remember, you're the only you. Oprah was the best Oprah. We don't need Oprah Part 2. We need you, full done, as the person that you were meant to be. Fulfilling that place that only you can fulfill. Because when we do that, we make the world a better place. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. We really would love to see you share what you know so far. Tangled as you may be living with the barriers that all of us have, but doing what you can do now to share what you've learned so far with the world. If you will do that, there is somebody five steps, ten steps behind you, somebody that may be right this minute on Google searching for the thing that you have the answer for. And now's your time to share it. It starts simply by joining us, at Bestsellers Guild. You can go to BestsellersGuild.com or go on to Facebook and type in Bestsellers Guild, either way. It's a free group. We want to have you with us, making the difference that each one of us can make as we share our message with the world. While you're sharing that message, let's get it written down so that both now and for generations to come, People can hear that message. And as long as you're going to write a book, why not make it a bestseller? So join us at bestsellersguild.com and that will take you to the free Facebook group and we can help you begin to share your message with the world too. So that you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. Kathy and I are here to help you Make a point shift every day to live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
1: youthrive.com. Check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.